Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Reporting live from Thunder Bay. <laughs> so um, we've been um, here in Thunder Bay, and Quay, Quay's actually been on the road for quite a while. Yeah. And so we've been you know, just, like, purchasing all this stuff. Like, we just got a new mic, so hopefully we sound really good in yeah. your, your headphones. But we've also just picked up this tablecloth. That we're putting towards our business of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we bought this really giant cook'em scarf. Um, we want to take it on the road with us. So, like, there's always something in case we have to travel more that makes it more um, continuity, structured. Just the same vibe all the time. I know, like, we're always going to be on. But just to add more dynamic <laughs> some more color to the video yeah um so right now we're here in thunder bay uh when we release it um i'll still be in thunder bay and quay will be home i'll be home um in toronto but um yeah we're just excited to be here um we're going sightseeing after this gonna show well quay's been to thunder bay a lot but um mm. we're gonna go to the prospector which is an awesome restaurant that i love and really excited to um, eat at. Eat at. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, so before we get started on this episode, I want to talk about where I've been. So we were in Blue Mountain together, mm-hmm. and then we went straight from Blue Mountain. I went straight from Blue Mountain to Nateo's Women Indigenous Women Leadership Summit, and it was really great because the last time I met with this giant group of women, we were in Winnipeg. Um, Can you what does Nateo stand for? So Nateo is a National Aboriginal. Um, trust associate oh organization board. Um, I probably butchered that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great um type of board and committee because they do a lot of like summits like this. And this really cool girl, Michelle Young Cook, she's the one who um is the CEO of it. That's so cool. That's that's really exciting <laughs> for um like women in general. I haven't met her personally, but just seeing um her like support our podcast on yeah. Instagram. Thank you, Michelle. Um, that's her name, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Michelle. Um, we really appreciate it. It just, it feels nice. Any type of interaction we see through our podcast, if it's a like or a message, I mean, we're just so excited about anything that some people, (laughs) (laughs) I'll look on a stare on the PPC. (laughs) No. (laughs) Do you know my podcast? (laughs) We even get excited when anyone mentions they listen to a podcast because we're like, maybe it could be us. It could be us. Um, yeah, so Quay has just been traveling. Yeah, um, I've been also spending my money a lot on <laughs> I know <laughs> on earrings, beaded jewelry, um, all that beautiful indigenous blinks. I would much rather have something like that than opposed to like thousand dollars worth of like Tiffany jewelry. Although I wouldn't mind a Tiffany necklace, but I would rather <laughs> have beaded jewelry. Well, I just think that, like, the amount of work that they put into making jewelry, um, I'm just like, that's that says enough. Like, mm-hmm. um, I bought two pairs of earrings since being here. It's been mm-hmm. so exciting. Like, that's probably been, like, such a bonus of 
like an addition of having vendors at this conference we're at yeah. because we're like, oh, there's vendors out like oops at, at <laughs> lunchtime and we just like run out there. And actually, these earrings that I bought right now—they're mm-hmm. what are they? They're purple. Yeah, lilac purple. Yeah, they're so pretty. And I don't know if I do. She's from Galway, the community I'm from. Oh, that's I, even more important. Yeah, I was like, "Where are you from?" And she's like, "Galway." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, and I think I was just like talking really fast. She's like, "Who's your boyfriend?" And I'm like, <laughs> "What? My boyfriend's not from there." And I think that's what she thought I said. Mm-hmm. But it's just really funny. Um, no, it's just really. Like, great that, like, we're able to support yeah. uh, entrepreneurs like that. For sure. Um, I'd, like, yeah, I just want to keep buying stuff. I don't want to buy, really, from sto- from stores for jewelry anymore. I say that now, but who knows what I'll buy next week. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to go to Ardeen's a couple yeah. days ago. <laughs> no, yesterday, last night I wanted to go to Ardeen's. <laughs> yeah. I am a big game bargain hunter, so I love getting deals on stuff that's, like, replica of more expensive, like, Hermes earrings that you can buy at Ardeen's. Oh, so you like that, the flea market? Yeah, into that flea market stuff. Also, I've been... Oh, you're into Chinatown, New York? (laughs) (laughs) I am. I want to go to New York to buy a fake, like, Chanel or Fendi bag. I do. They, like, meet you at the corner. Like, if you say you want... Because it's all illegal, right? Yeah. So, I was there, and I see... Because I, like, wanted something, like... (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, a... What do they call it? Foach? Like, a fake coach? Oh, foach. Yeah. (laughs) And... I was like, ooh, this is nice. And then she, like, the lady, like, brought me to the corner of the street and, like, was showing me more through this, like, booklet. And I was like, oh, this seems kind of sketchy. Because <laughs> I think she was like, I'll go get it right now. And I'm oh, like, no, yeah. it's okay. I'd let her go get me a fake YSL bag, an FSL bag. Or oh. whatever they're called. Ye Saint Laurent. I don't know, guys. I, okay, so I have a funny story about, um like, fake coach and, like, all this stuff. So Ben's mom had uh, a coach that's how I know of it like a fake coach purse I don't know how she got it like it just like she just gets so many like donations like from friends that are like oh I know you have a huge family like here's a bunch Mm -hmm. of like clothes or bags so she had one and she went out to Arizona last summer to go meet family and um she had a fake coach and the the wife of I think her cousin was like super into like oh. fancy stuff and she was like oh like you know what I can take you ladies shopping like how about we go shopping and she was always like dressed super high high end mm-hmm. and then um they're like going out somewhere and she like got them dressed like in her closet she's like I'll dress you and like oh because I guess she didn't like like how they were dressed and it was just like super awkward but I guess she gave her Colleen a new purse like this is my husband's mom <gasps> and then your mom was like, all of a sudden, was like, "Where's my fooch?" <laughs> she like literally disposed of her fooch. <laughs> she gave her a new bag. And threw her yeah, <laughs> that's like a whole Why? new level. Oh, that's sad. Um, yeah. So you got some questions about yeah T-Bay. So I have some I'm the expert. <laughs> I have some questions for you, Grace, because we're in your hometown, and I'm going to go um, through them. So that our listeners can better understand you, better understand Thunder Bay, and get to know us a little better. So, Grace, did you always live here? I did. Um, I always lived here from until I moved to Toronto in 2013. Um, yeah. I mean, my parents, they grew up on in their community of Gull Bay and mm-hmm. Armstrong, which is, like, attached to White Sand. 
Um, and but they like every student that comes to Thunder Bay, that doesn't make sense. They were students that had to come to Thunder Bay, like other out of town um, indigenous mm-hmm. people. So then they just stayed. Um, my mom stayed, and because life is, it's a different life on reserve when you're like not close to um, a city or anything. For sure. So um, she just knew that there was more opportunities. Um, in Thunder Bay for her, for work and school and raising us. So what does your mom do for work? My mom works for Delico, which um, if you're from Northern Ontario, um, I think even Sudbury, they have Delico there. I don't know. It's um, a Native children's aid. Mm-hmm. So um, she works for, she's um, an admin assistant. Um, yeah. What is your fondest? Okay, I'm asking you this because today um, somebody made a really good point about when we're asking young people about their struggles and what they had to overcome. That's kind of like Mm re-traumatizing. So I don't want to re-traumatize you, Grace. (laughs) I want to ask you, living in Thunder Bay, what was your fondest memory? My fondest memory? uh, It's probably... So me and my friend Kim um, that... We went to middle school, but then more became best friends in high school. And we kind of dominated high school as just me and her. My fondest memory was was probably when we would just like, like right after school, we would go grab our fishing rods and then go to the Cascades, which is like this um, kind of like river. And but it's like super fast that you could literally go to the top of it and then get like pulled all the way oh. down. <laughs> and we would go fish there. And we've gone a couple times that we like each time seemed to be like a crazy memory. Like we went there and we were fishing and we would, I had like this good camera that we were always like into taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And there was literally this like this hobo that was fishing there too. And we like, I had a picture with him, like, cause I caught a little fish and we were like getting him to put the minnows on our thing. <laughs> and then it like became a huge, like, um storm and we just peaced out and then after we're like i wonder what happened to him oh because we just ran back because it was starting to lightning and we're like we can't be out here and it was probably like a 20 minute hike in from like the vehicle oh okay so that was probably like we would just do spontaneous things like that and i just think of like where i'm at now we i can't do those type of things so accessibly Mm -hmm. like we would literally like from high school it'd be like a 10 minute drive to you know, like the beautiful outdoors. Yeah. So that's what I totally miss about like the comparison of where I'm living at now in Hamilton in Southern Ontario to Thunder Bay. Um, and I'm sure you've had a similar like childhood or growing up like For that. Sure, Just yeah. like, I don't know, being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next question has to do with your siblings. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned before that your siblings are from all from Thunder Bay and still live here. Similar to my, me and my brothers. What do your siblings do here? So my um, my brother, um, he would actually be really great to have on the podcast. Is because- he single? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's actually dating a girl that's named Grace, too, which oh. is really weird. But anyways, um, no, he would be cool to have on the podcast because I think like any Indigenous male, um, they have a hard time, you know? Like, I agree. Figuring stuff out and... He's always been, like, he's a really smart guy. Like, he's getting better grades than I ever did in school. Is he in engineering? 
Yeah, so let me get to his path. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get through his path. Um, so he, um, my family owned a logging and shipping company up north. So just like automatically, like I feel like maybe he felt like out of default, he just started working mm-hmm. for the company. But that's like out of town, and he's got a um, he's got two sons. But at the time when he was younger, it was just his one son Cameron that was born, mm-hmm. and he um, he didn't like he's such a homebody, so he liked to be at home, and just working out of town just didn't work for him. So he went back to school. He's tried a couple programs. Long story short, he's tried a couple programs that didn't work. And then now he's finally in aircraft maintenance. Oh. And um, he graduates this semester. And it just goes to show, like, you know, have that perseverance through a couple programs. Even if you're, like, you're you're figuring out and that's okay if you fail at one. Mm-hmm. Like, try again. And, you know, like, take some time to think about because he's – He's got to be, I think, 32 mm-hmm. or th- he's going to be 33 this year. And, um, you know, he's just finishing his program now that he's going to have his career out of. So it's OK to figure it out. So I find him inspiring in that way. And it'd be really cool to have him on a podcast for our, our male listeners, if there's sure. any out there. <laughs> um, and then my sister, uh, she is... Um, She's working at this her kids' school, so she's got three boys, mm-hmm. and they're just wild and loving and great. And she's just like that, just that in the best way, like just such a free flowing spirit. Yeah, and that's why I love her because I I feel like I'm like by the rules and like I had got to do it this way. But she's just amazing. I have always looked up to her. And then I have another sister that you know mm-hmm. because she's went to Sault Ste. Marie, went to Algoma, and she's now working um, in Thunder Bay. And she's got um, three boys as well. So it's just an army of boys that we all have. Um. <laughs> okay, so my next question is, how does your mom handle being a grandma of all boys? <laughs> well, she's in the other hotel room with most of them. <laughs> We just got a piece out. We're like, okay, we're going to go film the podcast. But it just like left her. Um, she doesn't take all of them at once. Like she tries to limit like the little ones oh, because okay. the little ones, you know, require more work or they're running around. Like she'll, she'll try to maybe just have one little one and, and like the older one or who knows. But she's like limiting it to like the hotel room right now because they were swimming earlier. So I don't know. But she's like an awesome – um, we, my son calls her nanny because he couldn't say nana at first. So he called her nanny and we just kind of rolled with it because I was like, that's pretty cute. That's pretty cute. Yeah. So she it's just natural for her to just – she was like such a great mom that just to be a grandma also mm-hmm. has just come very natural. Okay. So um, I want you to tell me where did you and your siblings like to go out to eat when you were younger and then the follow-up question is where's the best place to eat in Thunder Bay now um I don't know we weren't too adventurous going out to eat a whole lot like I feel like now that I'm an adult I go out and eat a lot because I'm lazy (laughs) and don't want to cook but my mom was really tough with like you know having our like meals at home and McDonald's was always a treat that we'd have like every couple months but uh I don't know I like this one like um 
Asian restaurant in Hamilton or in Thunder Bay that made noodle bowls that me and my sister always loved. And then me and my sister took my mom and she's like, I don't like this place. I can make this at home. (laughs) And then I remember she did make it home and she put the bowl right in front of me and it had like noodles and like the broth and like a salad, like all mixed into it and and like some sort of meat. And she's like, do you like it? I'm like, "Mm, it's it's okay. And she's like, eat it. I'm like, oh. Um, and then probably my best place to eat now as an adult is a prospector. And we're actually going there tonight. So we'll take a picture and we'll give you a review of, um, I just love it. Um, yeah. It's a steak place, right? It's a steak place. I think like they're known for their prime rib. Okay. Um, but they are also known for their, um, uh, not their baguettes, their buns that they make fresh oh, they, there. They, like so they good. have this little oven that's right beside um, like the salad bar and people are just like grabbing it and then you're just like waiting for the oven to open again be- so like another like pile of them can come out. Uh, yeah, so that's where we're going tonight, which yeah. I'm excited for. Okay, I'm going to do a review on it because for my my people from Sault Ste. Marie, another steak place that we go to back home or that I go to with my family a lot is North 82. So I'm going to do a review North on 82. the steak from the Prospector versus the steak at North 82. Like the shrimp and stuff. Like I'm going to do a review on that. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> you know what? If we ever get like a business grant or anything, and I hope no one that are reviewing the grants listen to this podcast because <laughs> we should use like the funds just to travel to like review these things like oh, okay. <laughs> like you want to just use the grant to travel okay no <laughs> okay but um i think you know because i need we need to go to sousa marie yeah and i need to like try these restaurants and pinos pinos you need to try pinos you need to try their wedges okay if i could rank pinos i would rank Wedges number one, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Italian sausage number two, Ooh. their fresh pizza number three, their pierogies number four, and then their chicken last because I like I love chicken. Oh but my I, god! You just know their whole menu. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait. <laughs> their corn on the cob number twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> their Genoa salami. <laughs> Okay, but Pinos is great. I can't like <laughs> stress that enough. I need to go. Um, okay, so we're gonna move along. The next question is: Before you had told us you went to Confederation College, what is the thing that compared to Humber? What is the thing Confederation um, do you like miss, or that they did really well, or like you found at Confederation a lot better? Um, I think that I like the smaller campus. Mm-hmm. Um. Humber, as you know, there's so many, like, like I don't know, hallways and yeah. floors and, like, they connect to different buildings. Uh-huh. And it was, like, even now it's so intimidating. And that's what I miss about Confederation is that it is smaller. And I also think that um, me and my best friend Kim, we went to Confed together, which oh. was, like, a good idea but also bad idea. But good idea in the sense that it was really fun to like yeah. experience that with her where when I went to Humber I was just really lonely in my classrooms and there's like actually no one in my program that I'm still friends with today like there's a few that I like have on Facebook we but friends, friends. I'm not like friends with them where me and Kim we experience our first year of college together and that's something like 
just like the moments we had in class, Mm -hmm. we like still remember to this day. She's like the total, like she's going to be like 60 years old and still telling like our all our high school. <laughs> like if she was ever on this podcast, like she would, even when I go see her now, she's like, remember that time in high school? I'm like, oh my God, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just that type. Um, That's like, I agree with that because um, I was really lucky where I went. Okay, so I went to Algoma for one year. And my best friend Erica did a, a, a not a leap year, a leap around. She went back for another year at, at high school. And then when she got to university at Algoma and played on the team with me, my life got like, ex, ex, what is it? Experimentally, you know, experientially better. Like my, a yeah. hundred times better my life Aww. was. Well, cause she got there. Cause I just wasn't alone anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. What did you take at Confed? I took pre-health, um, pre-health sciences just to figure out because, kind of through high school I got into this stream of that red seal mm-hmm. and it was like the healthcare stream mm-hmm. and I was like okay well <clears throat> I'll just like do something in healthcare and that's like wasn't my passion at all like I don't really care so um pre-health didn't like go that great I think I'm like short of credit and then I just applied to Humber and or a few colleges but uh, mainly for business because Uh, I was kind of learning what my strengths were at that time. And I was working at this hair salon in Thunder Bay called Terra Nova. And I just really enjoyed, like, talking to people. Mm -hmm. Like, I was technically on, like, doing, like, the lower end of, like, what you're doing in a hair salon, which was, like, washing people's hair and, like, cleaning up. But I enjoyed washing people's hair because it was (laughs) everyone's favorite part. Yeah. Right? It's not like you're doing something that people hate. Mm -hmm. You're doing their favorite part. And I was just, like, had the best conversations. And then I was, like, even recommending, like, hair products. And I was, like, oh, I should go into marketing. Like, I just love to talk and communicate. And the healthcare, I'm not this super caring person. Well, like, I am to certain people. But not to, like, I don't know. It's not, like, my passion to care for people. Yeah. I'm, like, I just, uh, let's just have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be fine. (laughs) Okay. So my my last um, question is, so you and Kim were young and fun. Where was your favorite place to go out at night on a night out in Thunder Bay? Um, probably Tony and Adams is always a great place. Um, yeah. Have you been there? Uh, yeah, I've been there. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I came to Thunder Bay a lot because some of my really close friends went to play basketball at Lakehead. Yeah. After Algoma, they went back to Lakehead. And there was Chelsea, Carol, and then I made more friends on the team when I would come visit them. Yeah. So then when I would come visit in the summer, we would go out and we went to Tony Adams. We went to the one place that had it had a bat in it. What was that a place bat? called? It had a bat. It's like a cave. Like you had to go downstairs. Oh, maybe it was like the Rock House. Was yeah, it a club? Was, yeah, okay. It was okay. Oh. So you go to you go to lounges. No. I go to clubs. I am. A I know, club girl. Well, I know it's because I like to talk. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> at clubs I'm like, do you like to dance? <laughs> My story about the Rock House is I went in underage with a fake ID. And got in and was, I remember, so remember this day running down the stairs, like so excited because me, like, <laughs> me and Kim got in. And um, so it started with someone recognized me, called my sister, Tasha, mm-hmm. my sister. Did you my, use Tasha's ID? No. Okay. Tasha called my dad for some reason because I, I don't really, my dad's not like, 
I didn't live with him or anything. So it was kind of odd. And then my dad called me. No, my then my dad called my mom and then my mom called me and was like, where are you? And I'm like, um, and then she came and picked me up. <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> I have an underage story. So a long time ago, um, I had this like <laughs> I don't even want to say it. I had this fake status card. Oh. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is I had a fake status card. Oh, because had... you could have just laminated a fake you fat and laminated a fake one? Yeah. Wow, so good idea. I, but I put everything, I'm really bad at memory, right? So everything was all my numbers, except my birthday was my older brother's birthday year so I didn't forget and so I was and I always knew how old he was yeah so if anyone asked me like oh how old are you and I was like 17 I'm like 20 or I'd be 21 or something because he's four years older so I had a fake card and then I lost my like real ID and I was going to the store or something and I used my fake (laughs) status card to do the tax exam oh my god it worked yeah because they just write it down yeah it was my my real numbers yeah oh and my real number is just the wrong birthday yeah so that's so funny (laughs) okay so we've been traveling we want to talk about uh something something very very serious well yeah it is very serious it's just how serious just kidding (laughs) (laughs) well actually let's not joke about that because Um, so it Last currently night, is Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. And then recently, sorry, I keep wanting to cut you off. Grace, <laughs> I'm like the NBA canceled games and the NHL, um, today. Yeah. And then now we just like looked at our phones for like recent current events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, all the schools are here. All nope. the, sorry, all the public schools. Um, Grace was just giving me heck for because I was leaning back against she's the wall. always just moving around <laughs> and, but all, now all the school Ontario public schools and I'm sure the Catholic schools will follow suit very shortly mm-hmm. are closed for two weeks after March break and we're just we work at a, the largest college in Canada yeah. so we're literally just waiting for when they release it mm-hmm. um because it is serious it like is it serious. spreads like wildfire and Statistically, our age group has a 0.02 percentage of fatality with this virus, but that's not what's stressful. What's stressful is you're passing it on to other people who might be in contact with people who have autoimmune dysfunctions or disordered or like the elderly. I was thinking about how, oh my God, I've been on the road, on the road, on the road. I just want to go home and hang out with my dad, my nephew, Jesus. Um, my other best friend Carter, he's three six months. You're the best friend. <laughs> other best friend Carter. <laughs> but I'm like, my dad is over the age of 50, so he's like at ri- higher risk. And like, I don't want to go home and like place him at this higher risk because who knows? And within this week, within since since Monday to this Saturday, I ha- would have gone through four different airports. Yeah. So that's like Obviously, I wash my hands. I try to be careful. I when I sneeze, I sneeze into my chicken wing. But I am just that's just risky. Still, yeah, I know it. It is scary, and I mean <clears throat> that like statistic that you just gave of like the low chance of us having like Our dying death. from it. But it's not too accurate. Like that's the statistic right now, and it's mm-hmm. only been like this virus has been around for what two months at most so it's not like it's still like we should 
just like take these safety precautions. And if it is like spreading super fast, we don't want everyone mm-hmm. to get it because those statistics could change. We don't know. And like March Madness was suspended or canceled this year, eh? And, like, and Little NHL. Little knows. NHL. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I, I read a meme about March Madness and they're like, good, they closed March Madness because they didn't want for two weeks um, college players rubbing up against each other or something. <laughs> it was some weird tweet like that. Aww. And I'm like, accurate. That's what you're doing. It's like just bumping up. Like basketball is a little bit more different because um, in hockey you have like a shield or a protective and like you have all these clothes on top of you. But literally in basketball, it's like a t-shirt and shorts and like your sweat could could potentially get in my mouth. My yeah. sweat could get in your mouth. Or your eye, like you're touching yeah. sweat and then you're rubbing your face. Like it's it's just too easy to spread that. And I'm really ho- – I'm I'm glad at how serious like the country's taking it and everything. So. so here I am again back with my conspiracy theories. I think – okay, I don't think – somebody – in my Uber coming back from Montreal, my Uber driver asked me, do you think Trump made this up and flew to China and infect people and flew back? And I'm like, yes, just to shut him up. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that is it. I don't think that's what happened. I think that right now in the media, they're causing they're making this situation more of a more of an issue than what it really is and doing mm-hmm. a media scare because they're covering up something else going on in the world right now. And I truly think it's something if they're covering up. Um, all our social movements, they're covering up. We caused so much of an intense like fear for them that we were going to make real, we are making big moves, but we scared the government so much of they're like, let's put more fear into people about this virus so that it drowns out the media or like something else is, is going true. on. Because before there was like the, maybe it was the thing about the golden gray or golden white dress and when that golden white dress came out that day, that day the American government signed a document that said it was like the internet privacy. They changed internet privacy so that they had access to your details mm-hmm. that same day to get it out of the media and to not let people know. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what's going on right now, guys, but something's going down. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. <laughs> So is that where we want to end it here? We'll check in on Sunday and see if we're still working. Still working. (laughs) Also, guys, just, like, be safe. Like, your mom and grandma told you to wash your gubby hands. Like, just listen to them. (laughs) Your aunties are telling you. (laughs) Wash your stinky butts. (laughs) Okay, peace and out. See you next week. So your podcast, Andes, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.